messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Good. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk TV commercials. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. So they're literally burning the man. Yeah, it's a little too obvious for my taste. My name is Andrew Walsh, here with Genevieve Has. We're probably pretty obvious. How you doing, Genevieve? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Do you think that we're too obvious for most people's tastes? Probably. Probably. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Coming up today on the show... It's pretty obvious. We're talking about commercials having to do with the Olympics. I wrote down here that it's the Olympics of commercials, but that's not accurate. That's not true at all. No. In fact, spoiler alert, you did most of the research on this, but if anything, I think we're finding that Olympic commercials are anything but the Olympics of commercials. It's true. It's like, it's so funny to me. Uh, Compared to the Super Bowl, compared to even the Oscars, you have this is you know this is the the Olympics is the rare thing where you got a lot of live eyeballs watching if not live events if not literally live because it's been time shifted for uh, you know for time zones it's still live to a, a big segment of the population it's you know happening at the same time for a big segment segment of the population and yet there's so little creativity which just bears out my it, it adds to my continuing theory that the Olympics are terrible well the good news is. We are in the majority in Olympics bashing right around uh, now as the second week of the Olympics is underway. So I'm sure we're not uh, chasing off the listeners at all with our acerbic... a hot take. My record on the Olympics is well established. <laughs> somebody somebody even Facebooked at us that they were sure we wouldn't do an Olympics show because I hate the Olympics so much. And I wanted to write back, no, I. one of my favorite things is talking about how much I hate the Olympics, as, as is well evidenced by my broadcast record. All right. So we will be talking about, uh, there are some good ones, by the way. Stick around. There are some good ones. We'll, we'll uh, pick apart those. Uh, also, we have some actual news, actual television commercials in the news. Thank you. I was looking for a special sound, and it turns out I had to look no further than the other side of this table. That was great. Uh, what's in the news? The folks at Burning Man are threatening to sue a very popular sandwich chain over an ad that makes fun of Burning Man. Plus, what happens when you try to hire... More like Crying Man. Oh, save it for the segment. What happens when you try to hire Matthew McConaughey to be your spokesman? And he wants to be more than just a spokesman. He wants to take the relationship to the next level. (laughs) Jesus, please. (laughs) We'll talk about that. And of course, we'll check in with you guys, our ad council. But um, let's begin by uh, talking some Olympics here. I'd like to point out this is not the official Olympics theme. This is the official Mario Sonic Olympics <laughs> theme that I found online. I, I like it better. Are they? Al- so is I'm Mario thinking- Mario Sonic? Are they? Is Nintendo allowed to call it the Olympics theme? Oh, that's a good point. Or is I it mean- like the Olympiad theme? Uh, I, you know what? Because if there's just, one organization that it more jealously protects its trademarks than the NFL, it's the Olympics. Yeah, right. And I guess the MLB. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I, I found this actually like a year ago when we started the show. We wanted, I think we used that music for maybe our our induction ceremony for our um, Hall of Fame. Which yeah, we, I think we've like, <laughs> we we've have, got one lonely un- entry in right well, now. Well, one apiece. Yeah, we, got two, <laughs> we have two entries rattling around in our Hall of Fame. We're going to have to actually add some. Maybe we can do that uh, next episode. Um, yeah. All right. Before we get into these uh, these real Olympic commercials, I wanted to see because I haven't watched all these. I'll just straight up admit it. You prepped all the Olympic. Uh, I've seen some of them on TV, but mostly not. So I'm going into this kind of blind. But I think I have an idea of what most like these kind of like Olympic tie-in commercials are are like. So can I give you a live read on what I think it's like? Yeah. All right. So I wrote I wrote some notes down before. I also pulled this music. This is what I think it's like. Discipline, skill, hard work, perseverance. This is what separates an athlete from a champion. And this is what separates the Jeep Grand Cherokee from the rest of the pack. Voted best all around 
big car truck thing three years in a <laughs> row by Car and Driver magazine. Excellence comes in many shapes and sizes, but perfection comes in just one. And then you see like the the, the Jeep logo. Yeah. No, no, it starts with the Olympic gold medal. Okay. But perfection comes in just one and you see the gold medal and then it flips around and it becomes like the Jeep logo or something. Oh, shit I love like it. That. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Is that so, basically what we're getting into here? Yeah, I'm, I'm excuse me, I need to go buy a Jeep. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm telling you, it's one of the best big car truck things on the market <laughs> three years in a row. No, you've exactly nailed it. Uh, that's what I meant when I said earlier that there was these are not the Olympics of commercials. That this is this is not the best in class. They are <laughs> there is such a narrow with a with a few exceptions, this is such a narrow type of commercial making and there doesn't seem to be a lot of um impulse toward creativity or perhaps a lot of room for it. I think the narrative around Olympics and what the Olympics are and what you as a sponsor um what what kind of storytelling you can do as a sponsor um is extremely constrained and I'm interested to talk to you about why why that might be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the 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 Super Bowls, you know, arguably just as much about championship and uh athleticism and all of that. But there's all kinds of goo- there's so much more silliness tied Com- in. I completely. think I, as a matter of fact, um I think I wanted to talk about this maybe next week if we do a cheese and G's or something like that. But uh, I'll just say it now. There's a, a great commercial that we saw during preseason football this weekend. Um, and I was thinking, oh, that is so good. It was just like a 15-second little like kind of brand spot sort of. And then I was listening to sports radio today. And, of course, the show I was listening to, they're like, did you see that commercial? It's a great commercial. It's like, like I say, 15 seconds. And it's just uh, the Pointer Sisters song, I'm So Excited. Yes. And it's just a bunch of little clips of football players doing their goofy dances after a touchdown, after a reception, it's after so a sack. It's so memorable. And it's like, you know, when the players are doing it, they're kind of being tough in real life or sort of. They're being kind of goofy and tough at the same time. But then set to music in a montage like it, it is, it is so silly and lighthearted, and it makes you want to watch football. But the Olympics, yeah. this is no place to be fooling around. Absolutely. The Olympics is just like so earnest, and everything about the Olympics is so earnest. Even the ones that try to have kind of have fun with it, mm-hmm. there, there are very few that, that dare to, to color outside the lines as far as um, how the athletes are portrayed um there's one that i want to share that's in in our list that really that really breaks the mold but this one that i think uh we're going to start with is uh the it's the visa ad and the thing to, to really so where does this fit in because i know you found some nuggets of gold in them there i know hills. but is this a good one or well, a kind of a... What, what this is is an extremely well uh viewed one this is the one that has current is currently holding the record for most views um there's some there's been some reporting in ad week and other publications about the because they they are getting a lot of eyeballs i mean the Mm -hmm. olympics are a huge huge uh you know ratings juggernaut and they're they're an awesome opportunity for brands to get their names out there uh of the brands and i should say too of the brands that we're looking at today we're focusing primarily on those brands that are actual official sponsors of the Olympics and are therefore entitled to use, oh. you know, the iconography and the name Olympics, and they don't have to dance around like the big game. Oh, you right, know? right. Um, because, as I said, they are very protective of that that intellectual property. Um, this is a, a TV visa. This is a visa uh, ad that uh, is probably I forget now the numbers. Uh, you know, eighty million gajillion eyeballs have seen these. Um, it's a bunch of uh, Olymp- Olympians, uh, all female athletes. I want to say, uh, maybe wrong on that. I think you're wrong. I, I did see part of oh, this. Okay, in the so notes, it's, it's yeah. a bunch of uh, um, athletes getting they and they're carpooling to the Olympics. Um, some of them uh, in very, uh, you know. S- I guess silly ways like they're swimming there, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you and this is that that's the thing about this kind of thing. Like the swimmer swims to Rio, the watch out for the water, uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> the swimmer swims to the hospital, the runner runs. Yeah. Who the, wants to swim to the hospital? To swim to the hospital. Um, and so uh, they, but eventually they all kind of converge on Rio and every four years we see exactly this trope. I mean, it's like oh really? I didn't oh, really. Christ. Yeah, I mean it's it's so, it's so been done. 
And it just feels really lazy to me. Um, I'm not sure that so there's the, how much audio there is in this one, but maybe I'll, give it a I'll play. I'll play it. I mean, I, I, this is kind of a long ad. We won't play the whole thing, but I was kind of sampling it before. Or maybe it just felt long. No, it's only a minute long. It felt super long to me. But I'll, I'll read the description here, actually, um, and, then, and then maybe do a little describing on the fly. Uh, Maria Espinoza and Valerie Adams start off their morning with a bang. This is the official description via iSpot. Start off their morning with a bang, kicking down doors and throwing alarm clocks through walls. This is very much, this is me talking now, not iSpot. This is very much like that big snowball snow fight, day. snow day, um, yeah. Nike, Nike ad. Yeah, and it had all kinds of athletes from all different uh, disciplines, too. As a matter of fact, this is just kind of a lame version of the same thing. Exactly. And as the commercial goes on, what I do notice and like is they're driving an old minivan. I'm pretty sure they're driving exactly the minivan, only a slightly lighter blue that, that was my first car, a 1986 Dodge Caravan with uh, fake wooden sides. I love it. Anyway, all these athletes are – some of them are driving around um, picking up athletes in this minivan, carpooling to Rio – from somewhere um and the rest as you mentioned you'll see other athletes either running biking swimming or whatever but uh some of them are while the minivan's on the ferry one of the swimmers is swimming and i have to tell you these are i'm sure these are all amazing athletes i don't know any olympians hardly so and i can definitely not pick out their faces out of a crowd that part is a little lost on me too, but same was the same with the Mi- Nike ad. Like the Nike ad, I didn't know them, but it was still like a little bit more visually stimulating, and it got your blood uh, pumping a little bit more. I can tell you that the people in this, in case you're curious and you are more of an Olympic follower than us, Ashton Eaton, Carly Lloyd, I've heard Connor, of Carly Lloyd. Uh, Although apparently Yeager? there's two Carly Yeager? Lloyds. Really? I yeah, something I saw something in Facebook today that implied there were two Carly Lloyd athletes. Yeah. Well, I don't need to list them all. Like you, you get the idea. So that's kind of that's your first. That's them being goofy a little bit, but it's still kind of just just falls f- flat. Yeah, it's it's that's there's nothing really funny about that. It's just li- it's lighthearted, but it's certainly nothing. There's nothing original or interesting about it. As you say, it reminds me of the snow day ad. It definitely reminds me of previous Olympics ads. Maybe even maybe even that's what Visa has done in the past, and maybe this is what they do every four years. But, you know, on it's like, I think I'm pretty sure if I'm if I'm remembering rightly, like on the road, what was the last one? London on the road to London, mm. uh, you know, they don't take no for an answer and they don't take American Express. Right. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. But as far as viewers and eyeballs are concerned, you would say that is the gold medal. The it gold is the gold medal, medal winner. winner. Yes. That joke would have been hilarious if I had not stumbled on the gold medal. <laughs> would it? Well, I feel like there's a million ads that we could just bash here. But are there any ads that you actually like? Can we kind of, as I like to say, pull the nose up on this negativity train? <laughs> yeah, there are a couple. Um, there are, there are, as you say, there are a million that it's not that I hate them. It's that. They aren't doing anything interesting with their opportunity, with their probably incredibly expensive uh, sponsorship deal that they've made with the Olympics. So, mm-hmm. like, you have Coca-Cola and you have Ralph Lauren. And it, it's, and God knows what kind of rules they actually have to follow. I'm sure there are a lot of rules. And I'm sure that the Olympics jealously guards, you know, sort of the tone with which their their brand is, uh, is referred to. Uh, but a lot of these ads are just – they feel they – feel kind of hackneyed because it's the same old same old it's just like the thrill of competition mm-hmm. the glory of triumph do you want me to do my commercial again no i think we got it are you sure yeah okay. <laughs> but there is this one that bridgestone tire uh did um and it's actually more interesting because unlike a lot of these like with coke or ralph lauren they're trying to connect their brand or not just their brand but their like the features of their product with uh with the Olympics, so mm-hmm. uh, the I think if you, you if you hit play, the narration this one is actually self-explanatory. tells the story. Again, I haven't seen these, so I'll just say we we're seeing a bunch of archers on a field for this one, and this is for Bridgestone Bridgestone Tire. That's all we need to know, right? There there are four archers standing in a field, and they're shooting towards um, some car tires that are like set up as targets. Oh, okay, okay. At Bridgestone, our engineers want to help make sure you're not stuck on the side of the road. Not even if a professional archer happens to shoot a razor-sharp arrow into your tire. It could happen. It's happening right now. She's so our excited. revolutionary drive guard tires are engineered to take a puncture and drive up to 50 miles. Ready to go. That's totally impressive. A razor-sharp arrow doesn't stop you. A little old nail sure won't. 
Watch our latest Archer demo at Bridgestone Tires. Also That's kind of, good. Yeah, That's it also effective. kind of file under uses misdirected, right? Yeah, yeah, using tires as a as a target. Or like shoot an arrow in your target in your tire and then drive on it. I feel like I would what they do is they that. shoot they shoot the tires full of arrows and then yeah. they put the these punctured tires on the car, lower it down off of the blocks or off of the elevator or whatever, and then have it drive off. And who knows how far it really goes. Right, right, right. right. But it, it's the, that kind of uh, imagery, I feel like, would stick with me, sort of. Not unlike the Ginsu knives we talked about last week, sort yeah, of. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's, whether it's, it's not, the Ginsu approach. It, it's like the Ginsu, like, well, okay, I'm not going to be cutting a tin can with my Ginsu knife, but I could. Yeah. Um, what else is on this? I mean, you have a whole bunch of stuff on this list. Uh, do you want to just kind of go in order? We have What's Ralph Lauren? What are the, what's going on there? Point of order. I've always said Ralph Lauren. Is it Ralph Lauren? I would go with whatever you suggest on that, considering that, as you like to point out, you're the one in this relationship who knows what words mean. I do like to say that. <laughs> Why don't you play Gold Feelings, which is the, the okay. Coke ad? And this is just vintage Coke. Okay, let's take a listen to this. We see some athletes track and field style. Oh, no, there are all kinds of athletes just celebrating. Jumping up and down with the gold medal celebration. You might say it's the thrill of victory. So it's like, you know, it's a feel-good song. It's a bunch of feel-good images. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, people sharing a Coke. Um... The for some reason the phrase it bubbles inside you in quotes I don't really yeah it's a bunch of well I don't understand what I kind of wasn't paying attention to what all the quotes were um, so that is actually I'm sorry I'm looking at the audio here that's oh an actual... you know I think they're athletes saying things about winning the gold oh, okay. and then Coke is using those quotes like it bubbles inside you or I waited for this feeling uh, for so long and they're kind of conflating it with what it feels like to I drink see. a Coke. And what we don't know is that Coke actually tapped their shoulders in advance and said, if you win, yeah, here's we're going to want you to... Say. Yeah, this is maybe one thing you could say. Now, that song, it says, download the song on Spotify and iTunes, but it looks like the song is just a Coke song. It's not like... Oh, no, no. That's... Uh, that is... Well, yeah, it's called Taste the Feeling yeah. by Avicii versus Conrad I'm pretty Sewell. sure this is uh, called Synergy. Wow, because to me, what I was going to say is it sounds just like that Justin Timberlake song that's on the air yes. right now, just like this kind of generic 2016, totally. I'm so happy, the world's so great, isn't it great to see a grandpa dance, kind of, like seeing a grandpa dance or an <laughs> otter slap hands with another otter, and everything's okay! Does that make sense to you? Totally. Okay, good. Totally. I'm not crazy. You, God, you, I'm I, so glad I'll tell that you. we're together. I feel like you're the only person who gets me. Let I'm me not tell joking. you, when you said the words, seeing an otter slap hands with another <laughs> Otter. I actually felt better. Besides, they hold hands. They don't slap hands. I Whatever. misspoke. All right. Uh, should I should I play the... So what, this, what is, else? this is Polo for okay. Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren, whatever. And it's, it's exactly the same thing. It's like beautiful athletes, inspiring imagery, some kind of music. Okay. Let's see here. This is my time to be remembered. My whole life, I feel like I've been training for this moment. I can push my body harder than any other swimmer. The hard days are the days that build champions. You really can't measure. This is it your Jeep Cherokee ad to a T. Overcoming obstacles. Where's my script? <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna start. I'm starting this one over. Uh, I'm gonna redo the voiceover. Ready? <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's give this a shot. Discipline. <laughs> Skill. My time to be hard remember. work. My whole life, I feel like Perseverance. I've been training for this okay, moment. we got I it. Can, All right, thanks, yeah. Ralph Lauren. So that's what I mean. Like, is that beautifully shot? Yes. Uh, you know, did, are those athletes all amazing looking people and, and the music, you know, strikes the right note? Of course. But it's just like... It's we've all seen this a million times. It's beyond parody. Well, one thing that I've been talking to you about all week was that commercial we played on last week's episode. And by the way, if you're a new listener and you haven't listened to last week's episode, give it a shot. We're not always this big of jerks. I mean, sort of, but I feel like we're being especially jerky this week. But last week's episode, we talked about that Nike commercial by uh, Lance Accord. Lance Accord, and we were kind of on a tangent. 
But it was another one that was about, literally, perseverance, hard work, all these things. But it was from the perspective of the very last of a person, of a non-athlete, the very last person pulling up the rear of some right. unnamed marathon. And we see her at the end just being like, she just looks like your sister or your mom or your aunt or somebody. And she is just or like... Me. Or you. you know, me, she's your like, podcaster. She, or your podcaster. She's like a 30, 30-something woman who's not in horrible shape, but not in great shape. And she's just busting her ass just to complete it and the the final line is something like and you're you know the first person who ran a marathon actually died from it and you're not even an athlete yet and like for me that was literally inspiring i think about that commercial all the time this is just seeing a bunch of the world-class uh athletes being world-class athletes saying platitudes that's what i keep saying like it just feels very cut and paste to me um, let's look at these ones uh, from the UK. This is her Samsung, uh, but it's Samsung UK, Mobile UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and these I thought were kind of interesting just because they broke the mold a little bit. Um, these are – there's a series of them with um, a comedian, a British comedian named Jack Whitehall. That's not someone I'm familiar with. Have you ever heard of him? No. He's a sort of um, – sort of, uh, Slight looking white guy with kind of a scruff, youngish, probably in his you know late 20s. Um, and the the series that they do are for Samsung, and he interacts in a very natural way, seemingly uh, you know ad libbed or whatever, with Olympic uh, gold medalists from different sports, and he tries to sort of interact with them and, and kind of engage with them in their sport. Like in this one, he's he's uh, meeting uh, Joe Ward and Katie Taylor, who are both gold medal boxers. Okay. Um, and he's a comedian, so he doesn't take it that seriously. Okay. And, and the nice was, thing is that it's not going to be the same uh, U.S. Olympians. Yeah, so as much if I focus. knew what any U.S. Olympians looked like. Uh, right, that's true. Like, I'm really I guess sick. I, like, these are equally strangers right. to me. Right, <laughs> that's a good point. So he's getting into a boxing Lower ring. Jack. Lower. And he doesn't know how to get in, so he just rolls underneath the lowest <sighs> lowest rope. <sighs> so, Jack, have you got any experience boxing? Uh, Yeah. I may be built like a feather, but I swing like a heavy. <laughs> Soon find out when you put the pair of boxing gloves on. Well, I'm more of a bare knuckle guy, but <laughs> if we must wear gloves, we must. I'm going to spar Stephen. You're going to spar Kay. Sorry, it's just the way I've been brought up. I'm, I don't want to. So let me pause it. Okay. Okay. So he says, "I don't want to. I don't want to box the woman. She, the the boxer, the Katie, uh, Katie Taylor is a small, you know, short woman." He says, "I just was brought up not to hit women." Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and sees that the guy... So he says, they say, okay, you can box with Steven. He turns around and it's this enormous guy, like okay. huge, strong looking guy. And he immediately turns back and says, I'll box with her. Okay, let's take a listen. Sorry, it's just the way I've been brought up. I'm, I don't want to fight the lady. Okay, I'll spar Steven. I'll spar with Katie. <laughs> <laughs> so Protection. he comes out, he's now, wrapped in pads. <laughs> yeah, it's like he can barely move. He's got one, <laughs> one giant pad wrapped around him. I like this. And then he holds up those mitts, those like flat mitts. Oh, right, right. And lets her kind of box the mitts. Protection. Now, I know you're only little, so if you get tired, just shout and we can have a rest. Thank you. Okay. Hands up. Hands up, Jack. Hands up. Come on, Jack. It's not hurting And then... <laughs> he waits until she stops hitting him. She's boxed him into a corner, and then when she stops hitting him, he just takes one of his mitts and like boxes her ear with yeah, it. Which, yeah, they're like the flat mitt things that are only supposed to take blows, not give them. That was great. Now yeah. it's very visual. We'll post it. Should we play the other one as well, or is it better just to watch? Uh, I think there's some audio in this one. This okay. is one where he's he is meeting with um, someone named Sir Steve Redgrave and Helen Glover. Helen Glover is a gold medal rower. Um, oh, Sir Steve Redgrave. For some reason, I thought it was somebody named Sir Steve. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I think I'm tired, and I and I think I have Game of Thrones on my mind. <laughs> well, Sir Steve right. uh, and his daughter Helen uh, are rowers, and I think he's probably her coach. Um, and the thing that I – because I'm reading this book called Boys in the Boat, which is, oh, yeah. which is all about rowing, um, I'm very conscious right now of like – that rowing uh, crew is one of the most physically demanding sports mm. there is. So when you hear his interaction with uh, Sir Redgrave and his daughter Helen, who are these like Olympic, you know, rowers, he 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 treats rowing like it's like an also ran kind of right. sport. Like it's right. like like it's like a 
not as legitimate a sport as the other sports. Right, right, right. The dentistry of yes. the <laughs> whatever. I, I lost it. Let's just hit play on this. So here I am with our greatest drawer, Helen Glover. This is so fantastic that you're here. And you've brought your family as well. Does your dad come to all of your races? I kind of like how these athletes or don't seem oh, really prepared right. to joke with yeah, you. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Don't you just let the current do the work? It's a very tough sport. There's physical and mental resilience. No, I, I don't mean to disrespect. I have a lot of respect. I have quite... I have a bit of respect for rowing. Honest answer. Would you swap your golds for a proper medal? Like, say, a bronze in 100 metres? Is that supposed to be funny? Would you swap yours? I think at the Olympics, all golds are equal. Yeah, sure they are. <laughs> I'll be the dude in the front and then you guys you won't be about. rowing if you're sat there I think that is going to be my forte and also I can't travel backwards otherwise I get sick but if you're there then who's going to be rowing Josh is going to do it he's my exact body double he's so let's go way dinner. bigger than this kid <laughs> yeah you know to go back to the reaction from the athletes here it does seem sort of real you know fans of the well they're old, not actors right then but fans of the old daily show would know that like at a certain point the daily show became so famous that the people sitting down with them like the whatever state reps or whatever everybody was so conscious that they were sitting down with john oliver or whoever would be colbert. The, or colbert rather yeah whoever would be their um kind of uh, uh antagonizer or something like that but they were kind of in on the joke these athletes i mean they must have known that they were talking to some famous comedian who's going to be a little ball busty i don't know if it's because they're british or what but it their reactions seem much more less like winking and no- nodding i was living in the uk in 99 and that was back when um uh sasha baron cohen was doing ali oh, g right, yeah. and ali g was new back then like he wasn't well known Sasha Baron Cohen wasn't as well known as he is right. now. And so he would do this Ali G bit, um, which was this sort of like uh, like quasi-gangster urban hoodlum mm-hmm. type of character. But he would he would somehow get interviews with like the UK is weirdly accessible. It was sort of like having these like they'd have these like backbencher MPs, members of parliament, mm-hmm. and he would somehow, you know wangle his way into getting an interview with them and then they'd sit down with this guy who was like tricked out in this ridiculous like gold teeth and right and, right and right. he would he would ask them the dumbest questions and they were so clearly they did not know what they were in right, for i mean right. it was their, their bafflement was real and i get a sense that some of the bafflement here is kind of real in a certain way um would you say that with the with all the like kind of low-level mps would you say that britain is kind of the new hampshire of the world that's sort fair. of like because New Hampshire is just like they have this enormous le- enormous legislature yes. that has just like a bunch of people who get paid a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars a year, half of whom probably don't have an email address. Right, exactly. Well, they do, but they're all AOL. Should I continue <laughs> with this uh, thread, or do we get a Let's, sense of this? You commercial? got the sense of this okay, one. Let's yeah. move on. So, um, any other uh, Olympic stuff before we get into um, commercials in the news, which is what I'm calling the next segment. Um, do we want to talk about any of these? Uh, I actually think this Reese's one is pretty funny. Let's let's talk about that one, and okay. then we'll then we'll then we'll move on. Okay, so this is Lindsey Vaughn. Yeah, so Lindsey Vaughn, if you recall, that name is a Winter Olympian. I believe she is a skier. Um, and so this is a funny ad for Reese's, and this is one where I think some, they did actually did something kind of interesting. They took an Olympian who. Or it took an athlete who was not a summer Olympian, and they have her try to try to do a bunch of summer Olympic sports. Oh, I like that. I already like the concept. Yeah. So why don't you give it a play? I don't know that there's a ton of audio, so we'll have to narrate it. Okay. So is this uh, really the first scene? It looks like, or oh no, it just opens with. So this is summer sports with a winter Olympian, and she's trying to get on a horse. She. <laughs> she can't. She can't. She can't do any of the Olympic sports. Like, like the only thing she can do is lift the Reese's to her mouth. Oh, nice. Oh boy, that's a shorty too. Very economical. I like that. She's a good physical comedian. Yeah. Like her. They keep on showing all the different shots of her trying to climb onto this horse. It's pretty great. She says, you got this. Yeah, that's that's a good ad. See, good there are you. some good ones in there. People are. Oh, and I just want to give a shout out. We don't have the audio for it, but you know, when once we knew earlier this week that we were going to be doing this topic, and you were kind of saying that a lot of them are that kind of like the thrill of victory agony of defeat stuff um right as we we're having that conversation a promo for xfinity for xfinity tv came on now we have xfinity so it's just kind of like a 
I think it was a promo for their on-demand yeah. app or something like that. And I thought that was pretty fun. Like, you see a, a gymnast, uh, a male gymnast on the two rings. Mm-hmm. That's the and official he's, term, he's right? Hold, yeah. oh, sorry. He's holding himself uh, level in the two rings, which, of course, is very difficult. Right. You can picture him, arms totally stretched out to the side. And then all of a sudden, there's some voiceover about, like, don't miss any of the Olympic action. And then he just, like, moves one of his arms without, like, without losing his balance or anything. He's now only hanging onto one ring. But still staying level. Staying totally level. While he brings his other and arm watches over Michael to, Phelps swimming, <laughs> right? Exactly. So I thought that was kind of so. There are little, there are shining little moments in these things. It's not all bad, but yeah, a lot of it is is seems a little like phoning it in. I guess is the bottom line there. Yeah, do better Olympics advertisers. Do you want to talk about commercials in the news? Extra, extra, read all about it. Extra, extra. I paid. Thousands of dollars for that drop, so we'll be using that a lot in coming shows. Yeah, uh, there sounds were, nice. <laughs> there sounds were, good on my earballs. <laughs> there were. Uh, I, just, I want this experience to be as uncomfortable for the listener as it is for us. There were just two stories that just happened to have some kind of news context that had write ups recently that I wanted to uh, uh, share with you. That neither one of them are. Well, why am I? Why am I already undermining this? The first one is uh, related to, as I said at the top of the show, burn. Man, Quiznos, the sandwich chain, um, has a new web ad slash parody. It's about two minutes long or something. I'm going to play the beginning of it for you. And it's it's a parody of a couple of things at once. And that's where things get a little it's bit always complicated. B- already bad. Already too much. Like, yeah. I actually think it's kind of clever in a way. Um, the bottom line here is it's taking shots at Burning Man and how ridiculous Burning Man is. And mm-hmm. now, as I think I said at the top of the show, Burning Man, the people who run it, is suing uh, Quiznos. Or no, I'm sorry, considering a lawsuit. They're not suing. I shouldn't shouldn't say that, but they're considering a lawsuit uh, against um, Quiznos for this. Now, I'm going to play for you the beginning of this ad. It is both a parody of, as I say, Burning Man, but also uh, the, not the Maze Runner. The Maze Runner. Is this also the Maze Runner? Oh, okay. So, okay. Have you ever seen the Maze Runner? No, I haven't. You watch a lot less dumb TV than me. The Maze Runner is one of those YA novels that they turned into a movie series to try to take the mantle of the hung to pick up the Hunger Games torch, if you will. I remember, yeah. Uh, I watched the first uh, Maze Runner movie. It's pretty much just a like down market Hunger Games. Isn't there another down market Hunger Games? Yeah, like Divergent. A, yeah, that one seems exactly like that. That one's Games. so down market that the last one in that series got downgraded to a TV movie. Really? Yeah. I mean, it Sorry, like Shailene Woodley. A, it seemed like such a direct ripoff. Oh, like, totally. even the main actress seems just like Jay, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's take a listen to this. This is a, like I say, an online ad called Burn Trials Out of the Maze and Onto the Playa. I think it's safe to say Coachella was a complete success. We don't know why, but millennials are willing to fork over tons of cash to attend an overcrowded festival in the middle of the desert. It's time now to begin phase two. Welcome to Burning Man. You're home now. They got a the little finger voice alike. is hanging on by a very thin, non-GMO, cruelty-free organic hemp thread. Beyond this tent flap lies the beginning of your new lives as burners. Your playa name is Moon Pony. Okay. What do you know about this festival? I know there's a unicorn car that shoots fireballs. I know you have to trade a back rub to be gifted a Quiznos sub. And I know that the only way to get clean is to go through a human car wash. (laughs) Don't you want to understand? Understand what? How to look cool on Instagram. I just need to know. What do you think of this filter? They're hiding something. I just saw a Google exec fire jousting with P. Diddy. They lied to us. Said it was an anti-establishment society based on radical self-expression. It has become a place for rich people to check off their bucket list. We've got to get out of here. Should, that, I, should that, I freeze frame that little bucket list? Checklist? That's a good burn. But the rest of this is 
a fucking Michigas. Excuse yeah, my th- French. No, no, that is no. You can say Michigas. Um, <laughs> but the, by the way, I freeze framed it. The other things on the uh, on the bucket list are wild lion hunting expedition, yacht race, Burning Man, horse breeding, pilot license. Not even and that something good. and something Whole Foods. Oh yes, yeah, something Whole Foods. Yeah. So I'll there's, I'll just stop. It there's there. too much happening here, and I get the references. Like I get the Burning Man jokes. I get the uh, Maze, the uh, Maze Runner Maze Scorch Runner, Trials. Yeah. Scorch Trials isn't even. The, it's like the sequel to the Maze Runner, and it's you know Littlefinger. What's his face from uh, from uh, Game of Thrones is the guy who you're hearing. Is that there. is that him? It's not him, but he's doing a. Okay, a I was going to say it reminded me so in the same guy from uh, the Wire. Peter, Peter something. Uh, he played Garcetti in the Wire or yeah. whatever. It's not Garcetti. That's. LA, whatever. Can I remind everybody it's very late as we're recording yeah, this on Monday night? Um, My but point is, it's just, it's too many references. Choose, yeah, choose one and go with it. In one in one mixed up thing, and you kind of don't know where to point your derision. Yes. Now, one thing that I totally forgot about and i don't even know if that's the right way of putting it i didn't realize there was a connection when i watched this whole video today it got to the end and then like youtube suggested two other videos and this is part of a quiznos series that they're calling toasty tv and another one this is where things it makes a little bit more sense now but it also makes a little bit less sense now because they made another Maze Runner parody back in 2014. And I, when I suddenly made the connection, I remember this specific parody I'm about to tell you about. I had no recollection that it was connected to Quiznos in any way. I thought it was just an online video. And this one was called The Waze Runner. It was a send-up of both, again, The Maze Runner and um, The Waze app, you know, like for oh. people who use Waze. And here, I'll play a little bit of it for you. So who you are, how you got here. I don't know how I get anywhere without my GPS. This just looks like the maze runner. Day one, greenie. Let's get started. So they're going to go through the maze, only they're going to use ways, and then there's going to be a bunch of inside jokes about the problems with ways. Every this morning just when those feels doors open, like... the run is instructed by a real-time navigation app that supposedly gets them to their destination quicker. What happens then? This one at least makes a little bit more sense. Like, it's a parody about a maze. So we call it Waze, and these people got to get through the maze, but they're going to be using this this product called Waze, and it's a bunch of inside jokes about the app. How in the hell is this supposed to make me want a sandwich? Right. That is the other question. This is so disconnected from their product. It makes... I agree with that. They have gotten so far ahead of themselves with their concept, they have lost the plot. Well, how are you going to feel when I tell you the other ones are a Mad Mad Men X-Men parody they did, something called House of Thrones, which is clearly, I guess, Game of Thrones and something else. Like It's a bunch of mashups. They're always making fun of two things at, at once, and uh, and none of them really land. I feel like the Maze Ways thing was the, was the closest. But if you're upset with them, Genevieve... I'm not uh, upset with them. I just am not going to eat their sandwiches. Ever again. No, I mean, like this doesn't make me... This does not make me want to eat their sandwiches. Right. Uh, let's get back to the lawsuit really quickly here, um, or the potential lawsuit. Um, this is a quote from a Burning Man spokesman person talking his name is jim graham talking to the gazette journal who says we are pretty proactive about protecting our 10 principles one of which is decommodification we get quite a number of requests each year from companies wanting to gift participants with their product or to capture imagery of video or imagery or video of their products at the event and we turn them all down now here's the deal a little little bg on us (coughs) regarding uh burning man you and i are pretty snobby people People, we, are, you know, we don't live very adventurous lives, but we'll be the first people to kind of tease, tease you if you're like. And how dare you? Yeah, try to how live an dare you? Exactly. Life. So we don't have a hell of a lot of legs to stand on here. But I think that the Burning Man culture is something that's kind of easily mocked, especially if you're like a Generation X eye roller like us. However, a good friend of ours, Aaron, who's been on uh, Aaron Mason, he's been on this show. He's been on a lot of other things we work on. You, oh well, you do, you do grapes of rad with grapes of rad with him every other week um 
he's a good friend of ours and he recently uh, started going to Burning Man and like when somebody you love gets involved on some, in something like this and you get to see it you're like well what's wrong with it it's a bunch of people with uh, common interests and, and I've met some of his burner friends yeah. and they're all amazing people who are just passionate about what they're into and they they love it in a, a totally uh, admirable way and it's made me really reconsider some of the some of the sort of eye rolling I've done about Burning Man, like it's not for me, right? But I have I have a lot more respect for people who do it now, and I and I I really uh, retract a lot of my shit talking that I've done. That's about how Burning I Man. felt last week. Until now, I'm reading quotes from Jim Graham, well, you know, a spokesman I mean, for Burning Man, saying we are pretty proactive about protecting our ten principles, one of which is decommodification, and we're considering a lawsuit. I'm just like, f you and the. That's like, that's like saying you reject feminism you because in. there are like extremists who who give it a bad name. I mean, every every movement has its a holes. I suppose, but if he really is a spokesperson, or as uh, I think sometimes the faces of of any yeah. movement it are also its most extreme practitioners. Okay, well, keep your claws out for this one. Let's move on <laughs> and talk about, or, or get your claws out, I should say. Um, the New York Times had a write-up. Actually, this is from, um, this is from oh, if a you couple want me to of punch, weeks ago. If you want me to punch up at McConaughey, I'm ready to go. <laughs> so, and I saw, you know what, now that I realize this is from a couple of weeks ago, I might have seen this headline and only recently uh, got to it. I had seen that Matthew McConaughey had teamed up with Wild Turkey, the bourbon brand. And they had basically asked him if he would be a spokesperson. Like, he's, you know, famously the spokesperson for Lincoln Town Cars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, should I do my McConaughey? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I really do a McConaughey. But he said, hey, man, I'll, I'll do your... No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm not, I'm not good at it. But he basically said, yeah, I'll be your spokesperson, but I'll be more than that. I'm going to be, like, your creative director. I'm looking for the actual... Because um, isn't that what JT got to do with um, Bud Light or something? You're, you're right. Maybe that's the headline that I'm confusing with this one. So basically... He's like, yeah, I'll be your spokesperson, but I'm also going to be in charge of like kind of the the creative end of this. I'm going to help direct the commercials. He's helping direct photo shoots related to uh, related to Wild Turkey, and he's just like, he's like, if you want me, you're going to get me. And and so you know, the people in this article who work for Wild Turkey are saying, um, yeah, no, it's great. You know, it's really it's really wonderful. Uh, but I also sort of wonder if it's kind of like, uh, yeah, this is the way we were able to get them. I want to read to you, though, these quotes from McConaughey from the New York Times. Um, but can you quickly first read the New York Times' description of McConaughey? Oh, yeah, that's where I, this very <laughs> beginning. Yeah, no, this is where I'm going to start. Like, there's going to be a lot of quoting from this direct, this New York Times article. Okay. Matthew McConaughey took a big swig of bourbon and nestled deeper into a hotel penthouse sofa. Then, with zeal, he sat straight up and began sniffing the air like a bloodhound. They can smell it, he said in an ominous tone. Millennials, and I know this for a fact, can smell solicitation, and it's a turnoff. The best ads are What do you know about millennials, old man? No, this is so great. So he's going on and talking and talking about um, here's this is we don't have any commercials by him out yet, but they did shoot this um, short film kind of introducing him to the world of wild turkey. So uh, just take a listen to this a little bit. As you might guess, it's pretty self-serious. He's walking through the woods along a river. So I'm on a road trip, and I'm traveling through Kentucky. I'm about 20 miles west of Lexington right now, and I'm on the banks of the Kentucky River because I'm here to learn and talk about a great American invention that we all know is bourbon. And every great batch of bourbon starts with water from this river. Now, up the road is a three-generational family called the Russells. And for the last 62 years, they have unapologetically been distilling you know how bourbon the, that we all know is the wild. The only way I could enjoy this video so, was if he was playing bongos. Is if Nick Offerman came out and murdered him. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. That's the thing. I feel like there was a time when I was a bit of a de- when I would defend him a bit because I feel like I I don't know why like he's he's definitely a character. He stands out. Like yes, he takes himself too seriously, but he's he also a, he's not an untalented actor. He's really talented. I mean, the yeah. the first season of True Detective, he does it's not just an amazing show. He does an amazing job um as do a lot of other people on that show. So like in certain ways like I I can't be like, "Oh, he's a talentless hack who's out of his who's out of his element." Yeah, no, that's I think Jared Leto's game. So please step off. Uh, but um, let me let me read some more quotes from this New York Times article about his role here. It says, "I quote this time." Wait, no, 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 no. Please, please start with Mr. McConaughey, Oscar, Oscar winner. winner. Texan renowned bongo player has signed a contract with uh, is it Grupo Campari? Yeah. The premium spirits company to serve as creative director. Um, blah, blah, blah. This time, in addition to appearing on camera, he will write and direct spots. He has also involved himself in recording music for the campaign, which will be interesting. It sounds like dealing with Trump. Oh, my God. It does. Of course. We put it that way. I'd much rather deal with this. There's a photo of him, like it clearly. I don't know if he's directing a commercial here or just a photo he's got a shoot. Backwards hat. Backwards yeah, Kangol, he's, he's looking like real directorial. Yeah. Um, uh, Campari seems thrilled, if a bit startled, by the attention Mr. McConaughey has lavished on Wild Turkey. Like he's really. Um, I love the New York he, Times. He's, yeah, this is a really great article. Um, the uh, the vice president vice president for global spirits there said I did get more than I bargained for but in a great way she said through gritted teeth no I'm adding that uh, wait there's some more um, direct quotes and descriptions of Mr McConaughey here um, where was the part where he says the- I have ideas <laughs> wait are you being serious no there's really that's really part did I just skip skip through it um, uh, he's talking about Lincoln there. I've always been interested in the art of the cell, Mr. McConaughey said, noting that he interned as a college student in an Austin, Texas advertising agency where he worked on a don't mess, don't mess with Texas commercial. Um, okay, I want to read uh, this part here, though. Um, the official tagline for the campaign for the campaign is it'll find you, quote, it's going to be fun and wild, but the opposite of solicitous, he says, pouring himself another drink. So lis it, he added, dragging out the syllables and clinking the ice in his glass. We're not going to go that route. Hold on, though. There, I'm missing something. First of all, that's how the story ends. It, it is absolutely, I mean, the New York Times does a great job of just capturing what yeah. we know about him. Um, but there's another part in here where he goes on and on about um, – where he goes on and on about millennials. And I feel like he, at the same time, is talking about how you can't fool millennials. But nobody uses the word millennials as much as him in talking about how you can't fool millennials, which on its just face seems like the most transparent ploy to get millennials. Also, it's such an... It's such an old person thing to say. Yes, that's what. Okay, Here yeah, it and is. this is what you want. Do you want to read that whole graph? Yeah, this is the yeah, this is the graph that I saw earlier. That he says, I told them, I don't want to be just a face. I have ideas. I'm an idea man. McConaughey says, <laughs> I think I proved that with F Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> the brand is a little dusty, and in some ways, I'm shaping a full-on reintroduction. He continued, the great news. Is that wild turkey hasn't changed in all these years? It's totally authentic, and that appeals to millennials because they can smell fake. Some manicured, bearded hipster soliciting them. No, no thanks. thanks. Oh man! And then he goes on to say he took another sip before adding, "And millennials don't want bourbon light. These people want bourbon, brother. Like, what is more? What is more solicitous and uh, so? An art. Of, I mean, the art of it. this." Is so exactly. thick on this. I can't get I know, over it. The irony. I know. Anyway. It's just, we, I know we have to move on to. Um, to thank, uh, thank you for finding that article. Isn't that is that not great? I got to give a shout out. Like I say, I think I saw that somewhere and skipped over it. And our friend Luke I guess Burbank we'll never get McConaughey on the show. No, yeah, you don't think so? Um, I did want to, though, just, um, just to make me feel better. There is a piece of tape that I have that I am... Oh, this is a great piece of tape. I'm, I, can't, I don't have a lot of uses for this Family <laughs> Guy tape, but it's in my it's in my arsenal. And after reading that story, I just feel like this will be cathartic for all of us. You are just awful. You're one of the worst actors in the history of film. 
Dazed and confused was the one thing that was passable. After that... Oh, thanks, man. That actually launched my career. After that, everything else was awful. Contact, they, they, they didn't even need you in that movie. They could have done the whole movie without you. I know. I said the same thing, but they were just like, oh, we need a good-looking guy with a great ass and some tight abs to just provide some down-home enthusiasm in this picture. Something to counterbalance Jodie Foster. They took her to be uh, slightly cold... <laughs> Uh, unapproachable, do you know? So they put me in there. I said it didn't make any sense. Said, th- said the same thing about that uh, Bill Murray elephant movie, but they were just like, all the audiences need you. <laughs> you make me physically sick to my stomach, and I wish that you would get a heart attack. I totally feel you, man. Truth of the matter is, I, I don't like my movies either, but, uh, man, they just keep offering me money, and I do it, and then I get to go around the world. I mean, do you see Sahara? <laughs> but I'll tell you what that movie gave me was an opportunity to take an Airstream all across the country and sell that picture one person at a time. Uh, you, you sort of you you hate him, but then you, you kind of like him. Of course, obviously like that's not him; it's no. a parody. But like, there is something like I can't just a hundred percent hate him. I can't. Yeah, but, it feels like he is kind of enjoying it. Anyway, I mean, I feel better. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, let's check in with the Ad Council. What do we got today? Oh, we got some good feedback from listeners. Um, I will start with listener Susan, who was right on target with her feedback, uh, which she posted to our Facebook page. Uh, she said, I know Genevieve is not down with the Olympics, so I'll be surprised if you cover the ads. Um, and there are so many, mostly lame and very predictable. Susan could not agree more. <laughs> She said, this truly awful one stood out and brought to mind episode 15, the one about uh, man babies and mommy wives. And so um, please play this. And I want to be clear. There's several things about this ad that are worth noting. Um, This is for United Healthcare. Um, They are actually not an Olympic sponsor, I don't believe, um, because there is nothing in this ad that explicitly uses any kind of Olympics trademarks or the the word Olympics. Mm -hmm. But what you have is a bunch of like... um, you know, sort of like dude bro husbands hanging out by the pool and they're getting ready to do some sort of stunt and their wives are sitting in the background on the chaise lounges uh, watching it, watching them get ready to do the stunt and saying to each other, like, do you want to call United Healthcare or should I? And then um, you, what you see, if you want to give it a play, you'll see that they are getting ready to, to enact a pole vaulting stunt using a pool cleaner. I see. Yeah, a little further back. There you go. Which urgent care do you want to try this time? Uh, this one's only a mile away. Ooh, and it's in network. This is our best idea, yeah. Steve, 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 Steve. He runs. He pole vaults. He crashes into a table. So close. It's not always easy to control your enthusiasm. But with United Healthcare, it's easy to find quick care options and compare costs. That's my husband. Let me try this. Second time's a charm. Okay, that's totally man babies and mommy wives, which Utterly. is irritating. It's I'd still take that over some of the other Olympic ads. It's kind of it's got a little at least I mean I, it has a punchline. I think the thing is, and what people are learning about us today is, you and I don't go in for earnest. I don't care for earnestness, but I do hate them. I I hate the mommy wife. Yeah, I mommy do. wife yeah, vibe in yeah. that and the band baby right. vibe in that. But um, uh, listener Susan, thank you so much. That was a um, that was a great intersection of Olympics and uh, some previous stuff we've talked about. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, this is from listener Kara. Um, she sent us this, and this is one that's been in heavy rotation, so I'm really glad someone brought it to our attention um, in the feedback. Uh, this is Verizon's rebuttal to Sprint. And if you recall, we talked about this. As, remember Paul, I, th- I forget his last name, but it's um, Paul, the Can You Hear Me Now guy. Right. He's now all grown up, and he is uh, advertising for Sprint, and he's he's the Can You Hear Me Now guy, but he's now kind of like um, thrown off his Verizon shackles. Right. And now he's, for he's all about Sprint. So this is Verizon's response. Okay. uh, I've seen this one, actually. This one kind of caught our our eye. So um, it starts with uh, Jamie Foxx standing in front of a coverage map. Uh, Again, this is for Verizon. I'm saying that for myself. I have to say it over and over again. I cannot remember (laughs) which one is which. which Red is is Verizon. I think that's the point, though, right? That is what Sprint is trying to... Sprint is now trying to muddle the waters on that, and uh, it didn't take a lot of muddling to get me. But anyway, so this one is for Verizon. You have Jamie Foxx standing in front of a uh, a red 
very well covered map of America to show Verizon's By the way, Jamie Foxx keeping it tight. Yeah, good point. Verizon. Did you know Verizon has more than three times the 4G LTE coverage of Sprint? And I'm Jamie Foxx for Sprint. Now, this is just some other random guy who comes up, stands up next to him, and stands in front of the... It looks really uh, nothing like him. Yeah, no, no. He's shorter, he has glasses, he's just wearing the same suit. Right, and he stands in front of a uh, Sprint map, which is, of course, showing a much less covered map of the United States. Pretty much the same coverage if you squint. You are not Jamie Foxx. Sprint is last nationally in 4G LTE coverage. Well, who's going to notice? What about the left side of the country, huh? This part of Texas, California, New York, etc. Don't get fooled by cut-rate networks. Get the best. And now get up to four free Samsung Galaxy phones, four lines, and 16 gigs for just one. I think it's this is a very small thing to say, especially to the radio folks who haven't seen that ad, but... At the very end of that, you hear the voiceover, and then they just show Jamie Foxx doing kind of a walking off camera thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's just clicking with me a little because he's doing this kind of cool guy walk, a very Jamie Foxx walk. And mm-hmm. I look at something like that, and I'm always like, I'll never be cool like Jamie Foxx. It makes me sad. But it also seemed like a weird directorial choice. Like, why are you showing him walk off? But it was, it was Verizon who also did those. Um, uh, Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Gervais ads and he kind of did the they tore down that fourth wall a little bit too and they would show him like kind of laughing at himself as he walked off screen I think they're looking for some continuity before between these between these ads maybe it's a nuanced theory because it just seems like a weird choice, but it, when you connect it to the other ones. Anyway, uh, anything else to say about this? Well, um, just that it's getting really ugly on Twitter. So um, it, this was in a, from a Kansas City Star article about this Verizon ad that's hitting back at uh, Sprint. And the Sprint CEO tweeted, uh, quote, This is how Verizon reacts to getting beaten by Sprint every single day. Lies, lies, and more lies. That's pretty like from the CEO yeah. to say that about a competitor. Well, when you have the when you have the 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 um, nominee of the Democratic Party and the nominee of the Republican Party just writing nasty tweets at each other. I mean, we got into this a couple of weeks ago, where I realized that Trump is kind of lowering the bar for for discourse in this country. You but think this I, is really like that's a function? That's like where I the incivility like, is. Coming I can't. From? I can't draw a direct line. I'm just saying. A CEO tweeting nasty things saying lies, lies, lies. Yeah, because we have one of the next president, one of the people who's going to be the next president of the United States tweets much more aggressive stuff than this now on the Daily Reg, which is kind of why I know I'm an old fuddy-duddy and I don't know why I'm bringing politics into this. But that's why it seems like even though Hillary Clinton has gotten off some really good barbs at at Trump, it always just seems a little bit weird to me that this is how we get our message out there now by like kind of flaming like the president, you know, one of the future presidents of the United States. It's just in a flame war with the other candidate, and now we have CEOs doing the same thing. God knows what will happen next. Dogs living with cats. I don't know. I lost my... <laughs> Dogs and cats living together. Yeah, I lost my steam on that rant. Um, Do you know what I mean, though? Do you it just... You can't give... Sure. I that? mean, like, as, as, as every old person, as every person who <laughs> ages every old. Set, laments, uh, you know... Times ain't what they used to be. Uh, it's a more uncivil world we live in. The yeah. the breakdown of courtesy. Blame it on technology. Blame we got on, it all. Blame it on, that maybe, rant had maybe, it all. Maybe lies, lies, and more lies is some sort of like crypto reference to the Guns N' Roses album. That, see that that you know, they're would, on tour. I would put that in the pro column. Then. <laughs> also, the fact that he later on tweeted something about uh, spilling spaghetti and calling it the spaghetti incident was also. That's another Guns N' Roses joke. It wasn't good. All right, let's move on. I think that's about it. Let's that's wrap that's it all up. we got. That's all we got. Are we ending on my spaghetti incident joke? Sorry. Are you doing? Are you punishing me seriously? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got one more. Okay. I got one more. Don't 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 give me enough spaghetti. Okay, this is this is also this will be politics. So sorry. Uh, this is from listener Michael, and he writes. As a frequent MSNBC viewer, I've been seeing this commercial in regular rotation lately from the World Wildlife Fund about elephants facing extinction. Um, after about the 20th time, it finally occurred to me that it's pretty ironic, given that MSNBC uh, gives a lot of airtime to the fact that Republican Party could be headed to the <laughs> So I found it pretty ironic. I see. So um, this is this is about a dying elephant. It's really sad. It makes elephant. you so sad for elephants. Should I play it? Elephants. 
We feel a deep connection with these sensitive giants of the wild. Yet there is something you should know. As many as 30,000 elephants are killed each year by vicious criminals as demand for needless ivory trinkets explodes. But with your help, we can make a change. WWF is working around the world to address global threats to wildlife and their habitats, such as poaching and illegal ivory trade. We need your support now more than ever. For just $8 a month, the you can just the pitch. Yeah. So do you agree that ivory trinkets are needless? <laughs> the tragedy is like they show the ivory trinkets and they're like carved yeah, ele- like, they're ca- elephant yeah. tusks. Elephants were murdered to make carvings of elephants. Yeah. It's very sad. It's not great. Anyway, thank you, Michael. All right. You're going to post all the commercials we talked about you to Facebook. Um, that is uh, After These Messages Show on Facebook. And our email address is the same, right? After These Messages Show at Gmail. And our voicemail number, 607-444-5597. Listen, guys, I'm going to tell you something a lot of people probably haven't taken the time to tell you in your life, which is you have a beautiful voice, and we want to hear it. We you have want a beautiful you to, speaking voice. You have a beautiful speaking voice. You could also sing to us. It's 607 444 Nine seven. I'm sorry, things got slappy again. Uh, you know what? Next week we're gonna really button things up. We're gonna be. We're gonna just be really straightforward, less slap ass. Can we all agree to that, Jeeves? I will agree to that. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Talk to you guys then. <laughs>